0: Greetings, welcome, happy Wednesday. You are listening to News Talk Saga 960. Mark Petroni with you for the next two solid gold hours of freedom loving News Talk. Awesome, so very glad you could join us on this Wednesday edition of the Mark Petroni Show. Trudeau already talking about the next time he can declare martial law. The Emergencies Act, right? Well, arose by any other name. You didn't think that this was going to be the last time. You didn't think this was going to be a one-off now. <laughs> oh, no. This guy's getting warmed up here. Trudeau speaking in French, telling reporters that, uh, well, you know, it could be used in the years ahead. Yeah, we're looking at it. Oh, yeah. These guys can't wait. He cannot wait to use it again. I can tell you that this guy is just biding his time, just looking for the right opportunity to impose martial law once again. The other story we're going to work on and talk a little bit about now is how the CBC now has been implicated in this, in providing the government its justification for the imposition of the Emergencies Act. That's right. They were part of it, which means that they need to be part of the ongoing review into the pretext used to justify the imposition of the uh, martial law and and the Emergencies Act. But I mentioned Justin Trudeau speaking in French about this. Let's listen a little bit to the news conference. Well, I was a scrum really, in which she was asked about this. Let's listen. Uh, But there's always more to do, and we're gonna keep uh, keep working on it. Okay, so the question in French was, Mr. Trudeau, will you lift the confidentiality of the Emergency Measures Act if the judge you appointed requests it. It's an issue that we'll be looking at at uh, every step of the way. All right, so he says, I think it's important that a government can deliberate in a complete manner without having uh, confidentiality preoccupations. But it's also important to have the whole truth come out. <laughs> Well, that's a lie. Let's listen some more. de façon sans avoir des préoccupations Mais c'est aussi important d'avoir toute la vérité sortir. On évaluer. So we'll evaluate according to situations that He says we want the people to rest assured that we made the right decision in the right way, not just in this situation, but also for the ones uh, in the future. Right? In the years to come, where it, meaning the Emergencies Act, could be used again. Yeah, Perrin Beattie, who authored this thing, said he was not even expecting it to be used in his lifetime, but here it is. Not only was it used in this case, unnecessarily so, but he's talking about using it again in the years. This is going to be a regular hammer that this guy's going to come down on the head of Canadians with whenever the hell he feels like it, whenever he happens to have a bad day. I mentioned, uh, I look, this. Guy, why wouldn't he do it? Why not? Who's going to stop him, right? The media, all in his pocket. The RCMP, in his pocket, at least. Uh, Brenda is, right? Judges bought off, and now he's got a liberal hack to oversee the review into the recent use of martial law. Right? And too many Canadians still asleep. Many are waking up, but it's difficult, right? When you've got still too many people consuming that bogus, crap, bought off content by the media chimps who are on Blackface's payroll. So why wouldn't he do it if he thinks he can get away with it, right? Think about it. He said, We want the people to rest assured that we made the right decision the right way, but not just in this situation, but also for the ones in the years to come. Yeah where it, the Emergencies Act, could be used again. That was posted by the rebel, that video. Yeah, used again. Remember, right? Now that he's got a taste for that. (laughs) Hey, it worked last time, didn't it? And this story now, which I was tweeting about, CBC now should be and must be part of the review into why the Emergencies Act was imposed in the first place because we know, based on what the government has said itself, Right, that CBC stories, think about this, they were using CBC stories as justification, as a pretext for imposing martial law. So CBC now has to make public the name of the sources for those bogus stories that were used as a pretext to impose martial law. And I'm going to suggest to you, my friends, that the sources are government itself. It is the Trudeau little inner circle, right? Feeding their little BS stories to the corp, which now they are having no problem throwing under the bus because guess what, my friends? We got this story. Government relied on CBC stories. Cabinet relied on so-called journalism by the state broadcaster for justification in using emergency powers against the Freedom Convoy. The story in Black Locks reporter, Attorney General David Lametti testified in a a parliamentary hearing. Yeah, Lametti said he invoked the Emergencies Act after CBC News, and this is the story in Black Lives, falsely reported, which they did, that foreigners bankrolled the protest. Yeah, so CBC, now you're part of this, right? You're not able to distance yourself, right? You can't even hold on to the fig leaf of being a journalistic organization that is above it all you know, an honest broker reporting on the news. Here it is. Your stories were being used in that way. But I'm going to stay, take a step forward here and say, where did you get the stories from, CBC? Who were the sources for those bogus stories that you published that gave the government its pretext for imposing martial law? Who? Who were the sources for that BS, for that crap that you fed the Canadian people? You, you use the Canadian tax dollars, right? By the way, they got an, ex, an extra $21 million. Last time there was a little budgetary adjustment. Boom. Oh, here's an extra couple of bucks for you there, CBC. $21 million. Out of the blue. What was that for? For services rendered? Look, my point, my friends, is that they can no longer separate themselves now because they are part of it. And the review into the this justification for what the government did and why they did it now includes the cbc because the cbc has to make has to come clean about where those stories came from i'm going to go on to suggest that they need to expose the names of the government officials who gave them those little tips just reading on with the blacklock's reporter stories here there are reports testified david Limetti. CBC reported, I believe, on the 14th of February or the 13th of February, that there was foreign funding through a variety of different sites. Right. Well, that really turned out to be pretty bogus, since the vast majority it has since come out was funded by thousands of Canadians who just wanted an end to these stupid mandates, these federal mandates, which now justify keeping Canadians, millions of Canadians, trapped in their own country. The quote in the story goes on to say, the various pieces of information that we had explained the various measures that we took. Lametti said he did not elaborate. It goes on to say, and Blacklock's reporter, New Democrat MP Matthew Green, Hamilton Center, said the cabinet, cabinet must be forthcoming in explaining what facts it relied on to invoke the Emergencies Act. <laughs> well, you guys supported it, NDP. The NDP supported the imposition of it, the extension of it. So what the hell are you talking about? This is crocodile tears, isn't it? Man, the the nerve these people have. Jug me. Who do you think you're fooling here? You supported it. Anyway, he said, we've heard this from the liberal side time and time again. They want it both ways. They want to be in bed with the Liberal Party. But in front of everybody else, they want to show how they're holding the government to account. What a fraud you are. NDP. We've heard this from the Liberal side time and time again that these decisions were made on the basis of facts. Okay, well, he makes a valid point there. You still supported it for no good reason. Be honest with Canadians about the evidence that the facts pertaining to the measures you chose, right? About the facts pertaining to the measures you chose, said Green, who questioned the ability of the government to communicate clearly to Canadians about what the actual facts were. And now, of course, one day they're talking about cabinet confidentiality, saying, we can't talk to you about this. It's too important for Canadians to find out what were used, what facts were used. CBC producers, the story goes on to say, corrected two false stories claiming that there was foreign interference in the Freedom Convoy. CBC-TV ran a story, uh, this was January 28th, claiming that Russian actors, yeah, could be continuing to fuel things as this protest grows or even instigating it from outside. Yeah, it's Putin. It's Putin. CBC Radio on February the 10th claimed the crowdfunding website GoFundMe suspended convoy contributions over questionable donations to the group. Both stories were incorrect. They were wrong, right? cabinet had repeatedly claimed that large amounts of foreign cash financed the for the uh, freedom convoy it is important the quote is in the story that we follow the money because for a number of weeks there have been alarm bells going off yeah the cbc was alarming people based on no information and no facts except for whatever lies they were getting courtesy of their buddies in the liberal government at the rate at which the leaders have been able to raise significant funds yeah they were nervous Remember how they squawked on Twitter about every every time they got another 100,000, got up to a million, got up to 2 million? So those people were running around like chickens with their heads cut off, not able to make sense out of what was going on. This was a popular, albeit peaceful, uprising by people angry and upset about these ongoing mandates, which they wanted an end to. So all of a sudden, CBC and others were putting out crap reports, crap stories, right? Because the CBC was putting out out these lies and then of course other media including the dumbest news organization in the world or in the country at least global started echoing some of these stories right so they were getting leaks about this stuff all smears directed at and it just went on and on and on right our friend Tom Quiggin's going to be on the show today talking a little bit about the long list of bogus claims by the bought off chimps in the media and the question is, where did they get those claims? Who furnished them with those lies? And I'm going to suggest to you, my friends, that it was the government itself. It was people inside government connected to the blackface regime who were feeding these stories to the media and having them run with it. And now, of course, they're, there's, they're throwing these guys under the bus saying, yeah, well, we were just going by the news stories. Yeah, we were just watching CBC and, whoa, whoa, Russian infiltration. Yeah, an insurgency, a bunch of rapists and racists and Nazis. Yeah, arsonists. And so there we are, my friends. And so uh, this review, such as it is, by this liberal hack appointed to allegedly (laughs) get to the bottom of the reasons behind this thing, Yeah, so now they have to include the CBC in it. They have to, because the CBC was providing the stories by which Lametti and his little gang over there were using as justification for lowering the boom on Canadians and cracking down on a peaceful protest. You see how it works with these scumbags, right? Government feeds their flunkies with these lies, right? Using them. Because remember they're paid off, right? They're paid off, so they they're feeding these bogus crap stories, saying here you go, run with that. They run with it, talking about Russian infiltration in the convoy and the funding of it, foreign funding, you know, behind the convoy. All lies, and the government then says, oh look, you know. So it's like a, it's a closed loop, right? Man, these guys suck. They are such scam artists. So I'm going to call on the CBC right now to uh, make public the names of the sources they used for these bogus stories that they ran, which ended up serving as a pretext for the imposition of the Emergencies Act, a.k.a. martial law. I'm going to suggest to the individual now who's tasked with finding out what, was behind this to include the CBC in part of it, right? Since Lametti named the CBC, anyway, you get it. We'll see if they do it. I want to play a little bit of this clip. This it looks legit, okay? Some leaked law, raw uh, audio from this uh, Twitter all hands call. This was uh, April the twenty fifth, All right. So we're we're going back a couple of days. All right, they're so all getting together when Elon made. Uh, well, they they cut the deal with with Twitter. And so the question is, with no board in place, who will keep Elon accountable? Yeah. All right. These guys are are such a bunch of snowflakes. They want to keep Twitter in a.k.a. safe space. Yeah. Safe from the honest and, uh, you know, diverse exchange of views. Right. They don't want to be exposed to views that they can't handle because they're, you know, they, they love censorship. But let's listen. Who will keep Elon accountable and how? Who will keep Elon accountable? Um, so, private companies are operating This is uh, Brett Taylor, Twitter independent chair, bo- uh, board chair. So, private companies are operating differently in pub- in, than, than in public companies, but private companies are also subject to many of the same regulations. they public companies, as he said. Okay, go ahead, listen. Let's listen. Yeah, uh, He's not cooperating. The point is that they had to basically draw pictures for these employees who don't who don't understand what private companies do, right? They don't understand what's, what's going to happen. They're worried. Let's uh, let's keep listening. Um, so private companies are operating differently than public companies, um, but differently than public companies. Um, but private companies are also subject to many of the same uh, regulations we are as a public company um, uh, in each of the jurisdictions that we operate. Um, It's a somewhat nuanced um, questions, but... Look, point being, Twitter was going broke anyway. It was not a money-making venture at all. These people should be happy that Elon Musk has taken over because he'll probably protect their pensions, but he should definitely fire a bunch of them. Okay, my friends, got to take a break. Brief commercial break. Back with more on New Stocks, Aga 960 and the Mark Petroni Show after this.